Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast. Man, this is an unbelievable special. Oh my god. This is going to be so good, man, that, you know what, what it comes down to is because I have so many students right now in preparation classes, they just don't understand what they're listening for in regards to the TOEFL IBT listening, so I said, man, I need to create a course, and here is the course today. So grateful today because, ooh, this is going to be a very, very fiery one. So what we're going to be doing, and this is a snippet, this is a 30-minute video. If you want the full video, the full breakdown, it's available on the course, okay? $57. If you are a current student right now, you get $27 off. So then that means the course would only be a whopping $30. And so, with that being said, man, let's dive into this little snippet. Because right after that, it's going to be go time. Guys, welcome to the first edition of this wonderful TOEFL IBT listening course. I am your host, Arsenio, as usual. And today is a very, very special day. You know, about a year ago, probably around August or September of last year, I had made a few videos, as a matter of fact, half videos, in regards to me going over some techniques for the TOEFL IBT in regards to the listening. And those were put onto my membership, but unfortunately, I'm unable to extract them from my membership. And because I've been doing an extraordinary amount of coaching for all my students right now in regards to note taking and stuff like this, it's very difficult to break everything down. And this is why it's always great to have a backup such as, you know, a course, especially for my students and everyone else out there, so that you could look at the deeper meaning and the tips and strategies to answering some of these questions. So I am so exceptional, just unbelievably happy in regards to this because I realized that the lectures and stuff, and, and boy, so much TOEFL IBT, so many TOEFL IBT uh, breakdowns that I've been doing with my students are just very, very difficult to answer. And so what I want to do is first announce that if you are one of my current students right now, you're able to get this course for more then I don't even know how much it is. Uh, but yeah, actually it's $57. But for everyone who is or was my course throughout this year, you can get it for just a flat rate of $30. Now, for everyone else who hasn't bought a course and you follow me through YouTube or my website or whatnot, it's still priced at $57. But if you're a current student or a student from this year, you're able to get this course for just $30, okay? So we got six different types of questions that we're gonna be breaking down. Okay, each of these questions are going to have tips and strategies, and we're going to be listening to a variety of audios and breaking down the note-taking section of it too, all right? A lot of people have asked me, so how long is your course? How long is your course? And I just look at the amount of content I have, the video content, and it always stems anywhere between an hour and a half to maybe upwards to three and a half hours in regards to the videos, right? Depending on if I continue adding on videos on top of that, so... With that being said, people, we have attitude of questions today. And so I am obviously very, very excited about this. And we're going to break this down because there's just so much that we need to understand in regards to, you know, understanding attitude questions, the main idea questions, all those great things. And so it's a lot of technique building, a lot of note taking on my behalf. And we're going to go from here. So here we go. Audio number one. Okay, I'm going to put this on. I already have it here. We're going to take notes. We're going to dive into it. We're going to get 
and answer right at the end. And then from there, we're going to go through the tips and strategies for answering that. We're going to go to two others after that, and we're going to continue building up off of it, okay? And so let's get into it, people. Let's do it right here, right now. Get your pen, okay? Get your paper, and let's start breaking this down. So here we go, a three, two, one. Before we end for the day, I want to bring up something that I think raises a crucial point. And before, as a matter of fact, let me just make sure I'm sharing this sound. Okay, it's all good. So let's do it. Three, two, one. Next week, we're going to start something a bit different than what we've been doing for the last several weeks. Perhaps you're already familiar with the mysterious phenomenon moving rocks. These huge rocks, some of which weigh 100 pounds, sit on the floor of a desert in California called Death Valley, which is surrounded by mountains. And the rocks move around the desert floor, which is evidenced by the trails like tracks that are left in the sand behind them as they move. No one has ever seen it happen, so there isn't a solid explanation regarding how they move across the floor of the dry lake bed. While there are several theories, we know for sure that humans are not moving them as there are no footprints, tire tracks, nor is any heavy equipment being used to move them. So how are they moving? Well. The first theory is wind. The majority of rocks are moving in the same direction as the dominant wind pattern, southwest to northeast. So some researchers theorize that it could be super strong windstorms that are moving the rocks from one place to another. However, they all move in different patterns, like in straight lines, zigzags, and big circles. So what could be causing this? Okay, another theory is that it's the wind and rain combined. The desert floor is clay and it's dry, but sometimes it rains and the clay becomes very slippery. This makes it difficult to walk on, let alone stand on. It's in these wet, slippery conditions that some scientists think that the rocks can be pushed across the desert floor. But there's a major flaw with this theory. You see, in an attempt to test this theory and to determine the force of wind required to actually move the rocks in these conditions, a group of scientists flooded a piece of the desert floor. To their amazement, they discovered that winds of at least 500 miles per hour are needed to move even the smallest of the rocks. Winds of this force have never been recorded on this planet, so that settled them. All right, there is one other possibility, ice. Let me explain. Picture this. The desert gets so cold at night that it is possible that the ground could become covered in a thin sheet of ice. So the idea is that the rocks would also become covered in ice, and then the wind could then push them across the icy ground. But the question is, can the wind really move ice with rocks in it? Not only that, but theoretically some rocks would become frozen in the same chunk of ice and be moved together. But it appears that the rocks that have moved have all ended up on their own having taken separate routes. Ah, okay, here we go. So, you know, it's crazy. I just saw that bug again, flew right by my face. I don't know what type of bug that is, but it scares the hell out of me. Let's get into it, people. Okay, so what are your notes? Now, I'm going to dive into this because this is going to be a full concoction of TOEFL IBT. Listen, I want to make sure that I hit off every single individual technique because some of my students have said, 
And I've already stated that I will be buying an iPad very, very soon. Okay. And with this iPad, I'm going to be able to show you exactly what I'm writing because obviously looks can be deceiving because I got 10, you got one. That's number one. Number two, I'm looking at how I reduce words. For example, one of my students just earlier today, uh, she showed me some of her notes and I'm like, uh, yeah, you're writing full words. We got to reduce these. Oh, you know, they speak too fast. Of course they do. We got to reduce the words so we can get down the key details because if some of my students are getting the 29 and 30 in the listening, you can too. It could be a little bit tricky. It requires a lot of practice, but hey, it's all about the buildup, right? So here we go. Let's look at some of this. Let's break down what was said. Okay, now familiar with moving rocks. So you got these huge rocks, 100 pounds that sit on the floor in California. I wrote Cali, Death Valley. Don't really have to write down the name of the valley, just wrote it down just for. Now, we know that they move around because, so for the equal sign, the because, like the condition, I write an equal sign. I don't have to write the word because, I could just write an equal sign. Trails and track and sand. No one has seen it, no solid X, okay? meaning no solid explanation. I wrote down EX as an acronym. All right, now let's continue. There are several theories. I wanted to write that down and please write that down because sometimes they ask you about organization, right? What's the organization? Well, he presents three theories with no goddamn conclusive evidence, <laughs> right? And so here we go. First theory is about wind. Move in same direction, dominant wind pattern, strong wind storms. However, now whatever you wanna use in regards to using the however, the contrast, and guys, that is the end. Hate to interrupt you, but that is all you're going to be getting in this wonderful snippet that I was breaking down. I'm so grateful for you being here for the entire duration of the wonderful snippet, man. And again, I just want to be, you know, very, very grateful for everyone else out there who are listening to me on a consistent basis and following me onto my IG and stuff like that. Getting ready and approaching 300 followers. And so with that being said, man, we still got so much more coming up real soon. And stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.